previously on My Best Friend's Journal. Uh, one of my friends invited me to do rooftop sunset yoga in West Hollywood. The teacher is this really gorgeous kind of broad and sexy Ooh, and calm. Hot. And he came up and just like leaned down and like opened up my <gasps> hip, like pressed on my hip oh my and pulled God. my knee a little bit more open. That's hot. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not rushing out to get Chick-fil-A. I'm going to give it a, some time to make sure they actually live up to their promise. But I hope to eat them with no guilt. Oh, um, God, you are such a star fucker. If you want to get famous, you come fuck me first. <laughs> it's that magical asshole. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where the fuck were you living? In a tent? I was in a proper room with no door. Behind a curtain. So there's no great mystery as to what's going on. Your pee-pee. Uh, what? Your cr- remember the crush on oh, the guy? yes, pee-pee. Uh, pee-pee, who has a boyfriend, uh, hung out at the house for six hours. Oh, damn. I wanted to jump pee-pee. <laughs> uh, his nickname's never going to get old. <laughs> Five years ago he got a book to hold my private thoughts And now we're gonna take a peek Grab a drink or smoke some pot Your private thoughts read aloud How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote This shit might get too real Nothing here is sacred I'm haunted by my past it's called my best friend's journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this theme a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest podcast. Oprah's favorite podcast. Should old acquaintance be forgot? Flashback Friday. <laughs> Throwback Thursday. This comes out on Thursday. Why would I say Flashback Friday? This does Friday? come out on Thursday. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Happy New Year, Mike. Yes, that question a lot, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little research and figure out an answer for you. <laughs> okay. I would like a diagnosis, please, if you could help me with that. Happy New Year. It's twenty fucking twenty. That Yell- sounds yelling at me. So, I know. I'm feeling aggressive in the new year. Uh, it feels very strange to me, 2020. It's very exciting. I'm, I'm thrilled for a year of change. I'm ready for a new decade. It's the Roaring Twenties again. It's the... The Roaring Twenties. I love that so much. Yeah. It is the decade when number 45 is no longer in power by some means. Or I like that you're hedging your bets enough to not say it's the year that he leaves power, but it's definitely the decade he leaves power. I really, really, really <laughs> hope it's the year, but I don't want to... Don't want to jinx it. It's actually my number one New Year's resolution. <laughs> Personally, to have him removed. <laughs> oust Donald Trump. Yeah. I fucking resolve to no longer have that man as our the head of our country. Yeah. You and I think, what, like 60% of the population that didn't vote for him? Probably like 53% of the population, but still. The majority. The majority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The clear majority. Thank you very much. A lot of people make resolutions that are difficult to keep. And being personally responsible for the ousting of a president is going to be a challenge. Mm-hmm. I, I encourage you to go after it. But in the meantime, do you have anything that seems more tangible for a resolution? Yeah. You know, I'm not usually one for like big over-the-top New Year's resolutions. Um, it's not a time... It's not historically a time for me where I, I want to make big changes right after mm-hmm. the holidays. Um, I will say, I keep forgetting to mention this on this fucking podcast, but one of my resolutions is to trust no one. Wait, that's <laughs> the opposite of most people. You want to like 
you want to have less trust for people? No, it's specifically because like probably four episodes ago, I was talking about the hope I was feeling because Chick-fil-A had reversed oh, their stance on throwing it way back. <laughs> We're throwing it way back. Um, and then like a week later, probably the same week that podcast actually came out, the CEO of Chick-fil-A fully just reversed course <sighs> and refused to committing to, to stop uh, donating to anti-gay religious charities. So I, feel like a heel for having <laughs> put any trust in them in the first place. I know this is old news, but I am going to guard myself <laughs> a little bit more. Take I, a note from, uh, from my book, from good old Mike. I'm not going to go full fatalist, but I'm going to try to be a little bit less optimist, a little bit more realist about some things, especially when it comes to people or companies or whatever that have burned me before. <laughs> I've been burned. I have. I, I want so badly to just eat good chicken. But you know what? Popeye's has a great chicken sandwich. So fuck off. You Chick-fil-A. can find plenty of non-homophobic chicken. That's true. That is true. <laughs> Episode title, non-homophobic chicken. <laughs> We're uh, never going to stop talking about Chick-fil-A. I don't know why I, I've waited. We're going to stop right here. <laughs> Pull <Okay>. the plug. <laughs> um, I think my new year's resolution is going to be the opposite of yours. I think I need to have a little more optimism in the world. I have been, I'm a little jaded as some of you may know <laughs> while I, retain the um right to be a bit fatalist i will also attempt to open up my worldview into a little more hope maybe you can open up your butthole a little bit more too in this new brave new world that we're entering oh so the year is officially (laughs) over 2019 is over how many dicks did i get we can count them up for the year yeah let me just grab my abacus here so i can do some full (laughs) long division and okay i'm doing the math carry the two I think carry the two into the place that it goes, right? Is it two? It's two times one dick. <laughs> two one. times one dick. Have you ever watched Two Girls, One Cop and or Two Girls, One Finger? If what's Two Girls, One Finger? I don't want to know. <laughs> I, I was... Yeah, I mean, Two Girls, One Cup happened among uh, probably around the time I was in college, and people liked to pull it up for shock value at parties. Uh, it is people. You're looking at them. You, <laughs> it was kind of like that video of that woman fucking a horse. <laughs> it was a man, and the horse fucked him. Oh no, no, no not the one where the guy died, Mr. Hans. There was a <laughs> not that I know. <laughs> awful, There's awful, truly awful. No, far too much bestiality for the intro. Um, <laughs> I literally think any is too much. <laughs> Just as long. I want to make sure that's very clear. Yeah, There's a line in the sand. Most would agree. <laughs> most. <laughs> um, so you have seen Two Girls, One Cop. I, I'm one of those people who um, <laughs> there's a video of me in college showing it to a friend of mine. And the video is of the two of us reacting to it. And I had already seen it. And I'm still like screaming and squealing. And at the end of the video you hear i'm like i've seen it so many times and a friend of mine from out of screen goes you've seen it so many times the fuck mike (laughs) that's a very fair reaction it also seems pretty on brand that you would watch it again and again because you love shock value the reactions are funny and you can hear in that reaction video just all the disgusting sound effects that are happening (laughs) and some like weird oompa song is the accompaniment oh i don't remember (laughs) Seriously? I've seen it so many times. So many times. You have seen it too many times. The fuck, Mike? Speaking of uh, obscene graphic material. Can't wait. Um, I've got my gayest moment of the week for you. The first one of the new year. Oh, gayest moment of the new year. Gay. 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 
open up my grinder grid to see what 2020 has to offer. What brave new realms of gaiety await mm-hmm. you in 2020? Yes, beautifully said. And <laughs> I am greeted by a smorgasbord of cockpicks. Now, that's not too weird, but they all had one unique thing in common. Literally all of them had a cock ring on, oh. which is not that common. Um, I think there were five, so... Five? Five... Golden <laughs> cock rings! I think in Chinese culture, that would mean this is the year of the cock ring. <laughs> <laughs> New Year's jokes are the best, Mimi. <laughs> um, uh, congratulations. Yeah, no, I mean, it's nothing too exciting, but I, I was just surprised by the sheer quantity of cock ring pictures. I don't, I don't. Yeah, were they like rubber ones? Were they metal ones? Full variety pack. Oh, great. And some were aggressive. It's like the metal cock ring is really cut off circulation. And Ooh, yeah, it's a little bulgy. <laughs> For example, take a look. That is, yeah. Oh, but not to disparage this guy's anatomy, but why would you lead with a cockpick if that's what your cock looked like? It's like <laughs> very not to disparage, <laughs> but here's the most disparaging <laughs> remark. It's like very nearly a chode dressed up in a cock ring and it's in its Sunday best. It is short and it's a little thick because of the cock ring. But what I would usually call a chode is like picture a tuna can with like a portobello mushroom on top. <laughs> Okay, yes, evocative, but how many times have you had to describe a chode so you have such a like a perfect image just uh, perfect. ready to go? That's not a fair. Whose dick looks like Can you imagine trying to sit on that? No, but isn't that the point of a chode? A chode, by definition, is a dick that's wider than it is long. Yeah, so I guess that is correct. Tuna, tuna can, portobello mushroom. <laughs> what do you even do with that? Your guess is as oh, good as mine. So, so specific. So, Thanks for anyway, that. Anyway, this... Uh, this cock ring pick is a little less chody than that, but yeah, I guess it's on the chode spectrum. Yeah, on the chode spectrum. It's well on its way to chodery. <laughs> chodery. Chodehood. Right. This has been quite graphic for my first gayest moment. Do you have something equally as gay? Um, Does it count as if it was in a dream? Absolutely. Could, okay. I'm, I'm dying to know, Phil. <laughs> Uh, I don't usually remember my dreams, but sometimes a, a really good sex dream will just stick with you, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I did wake up from a uh, panting, sweaty fantasy the other day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Go on. It was panting and sweaty in the dream, not so much in real life. Did you uh, wake up a little moist? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not a teenage boy. Never had a wet dream, by the way. I think I've had exactly one. I was just talking about this uh, at work. Really? <laughs> <laughs> of course you were. Of course you were. <laughs> I was just discussing this with one of my tables the other night. It's just not as common as we are led to believe. I feel like young boys are told that like wet dreams are going to happen when... I think it happens when kids don't discover masturbation. Maybe. I'm, I'm sure it happens, but I, I think it's also a way to be like, ladies, you're going to get your period, and men, you might get wet dreams. It's a way to like make an equivalency. Oh, it's maybe. It's not the same. Okay. We just want it to like... We want mm-hmm. an equal talk for both kids. Sure. Um, I, that being said, I think I've had exactly one... Well, I've had, I've never known the the pleasure of waking up sticky. I mean, gross. No, thanks. Um, but I, uh, I had a came close. What? Did you come close this time? <laughs> came close. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, had a very specific fantasy of, uh, I once on this podcast mentioned a, uh, a sexy yoga teacher. <gasps> that yeah, I had it my was life. gay rooftop yoga and he yeah. adjusted you, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh. Um, he, he, he made a primetime appearance. <laughs> Oh my! Uh, and yeah, in my uh, 
my gay little world. Uh, and it was so specific. Um, and so I woke up uh, with just like the perfect kind of uh, idea of what that would be like mm. that uh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not ever fun to hear about people having dreams, but you know, it was a, a very specific like personal trainer yoga fantasy. All, mm. uh, All right. Yeah. And uh, I I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. Uh, you know, the light inside me saluted the light inside him. That's a yoga joke for anyone that's listening. <laughs> wow, so you had a steamy sex dream about that yoga teacher. I love that. Are you going to be able to go back to that class without imagining that? Um, I will definitely be able to go back to that class. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to go and, and be very... Uh, mindful and peaceful and concentrate just on the poses. No, I'm just kidding. His yoga is so hard. There's no way. <laughs> me, me. Uh, there's no way that I would be able to be too distracted and mm. still like not fall out of poses or hurt myself. So I do find that for me, when I have a dream about someone in that I know in real life, it kind of colors how I see that person in real life. Yeah, right? like, absolutely. It's it's so personal too because that person has no idea. <laughs> right. You're, you're like, it was so intimate though. We, we have had so many experiences together. <laughs> um, Actually, I do you know that I think I guess he's pretty famous. Do you know Jeremiah Brent? Nate Burkus's husband? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, obviously I know who Jeremiah Brent is. Not obviously, I only know him from Instagram. They're like the number one gay power couple. Show me that list of the power couples because I will argue that Neil Patrick Harris and David Burtka are up there. I would say Ellen DeGeneres and Portia de Rossi. Like the number one. Yeah, there's yeah. okay, that's fair. But, um, I mean, this is coming from an interior designer, so understand that he is top of my list, but he's definitely top five. Sure. They are definitely top well, five. Well, it makes sense, too, because they're hot as fuck. Uh-huh. I think Jeremiah is, Jeremiah is much hotter than Nate. He's, Jeremiah is more my type. I do find them both to be a little bit obnoxious when they speak, but that's a whole different story. Well, anyway, my perception is completely colored by this dream I had that Jeremiah and I were, like, in love, and now I love him. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit um uh, <laughs> at first i thought it was going to be like a kind of th- like mutual three-way thing it wasn't even that sexual it was kind of like a really endearing love dream which is much worse um and i was oh i thought it was like yeah i thought it was a mutually agreed upon thing between the three of us and then at the end of the dream i realized that um jeremiah hasn't told nate and it's just between jeremiah and i so i was like oh god this is this love is going to be unrequited i mean this feels very much on brand for you <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the journal right mm. now, you just made out with a guy who's partnered up. So oh, mm-hmm. you also have mentioned before that you only like men who are unavailable to you. It's not only, but I do find that I'm, I don't know whether it's that I like them more once I find out they're um, attached to someone or if there's an energy they give off because I feel like I am attracted to these people before I even realize that they are partnered. I have a theory. And that is that you like these people the same that you would like anyone. Like, oh, that's a cute person. Then you find that they're unavailable. And that is like the catalyst to make you like jump into extra liking. You like a bit of a chase. You like something that you can't have. Um, and I just it, like to be an asshole. I yeah. want to get in the way of relationships. It's <laughs> not what I'm saying. Just saying that it's what you, I'm feeling. Uh, <laughs> you like uh, you like what's a little unattainable. You like a challenge, a challenge, if you will. I guess you're right, but I'm pushing 40, so I better... Pushing uh... <laughs> 40! Oh my god, just turns 30. It is the decade where I turn 40. <laughs> hey, me too. Oh. Existential crisis here. Great, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're not going to harp on that too hard. Um, I'm, but... I'm not scared of 40. Do you have a scary age in your head? Um, No, I haven't, but now I'm creating one, so thanks for that. Uh, I'd say probably 50. Mine has always been 35, not in a, I don't want to turn 35, but that feels so adult to me, like solidly 
adult, I better have my shit together at 35. Um, I'm not. So my cousin, who I'm very close with, told me that her uh, 30s were better than her 20s and her 40s have been even better so far. She's like every year that goes on is is better and she becomes more of the human she is and yeah. just is thriving. And I like, I don't know, I'm very happy to follow that example and not stress too hard about um, the 40s or 30s. But I do think once you get to like the 50s, I'm scared that I'll be in the same position I'm in now. And then I'm like, then fucking what? I just read a Humans of New York post and it's a woman who's 65 and she just got a part-time job working for the census and uh, she does like freelance something in her field. But then she just describes how she doesn't feel like she's even an adult yet and that she's still living paycheck to paycheck and never really settled. And I'm like, that's easy enough for that to happen. And it could be me. And I guess that's a little fear inducing that is a little fear inducing i will remind you though that you will have to have doubled your entire life to get to the place where she's at you have a lot of life to live between now and then so don't get too caught up in the fear well thank you i, <laughs> <laughs> I guess listen to the words i'm saying <laughs> you know it's so much has happened just even in the last few years i'm excited to see what's going to happen this decade yeah me too it's going to be good i think that we should go into it with optimism and a little bit of armor thank you very much why the armor? Um, I, You know, I'm just like armoring up. Oh, because you trust no one. Right, because yeah. I trust no one. You're following through on your resolution. Yeah. I've already been pessimistic, so mine's <laughs> out the fucking window. <laughs> you can always get it back. All right, well, it's 2020. Shall we go back to 2014? Yeah, let's take a look at my past and see why I am the way I am. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. All righty. So we are back in March of 2014. And you are doing a crazy zombie show in Connecticut. So, wait. What was the plot of this show? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's set in a, um, uh, like, a hair boutique. Okay. And Zombina is, like, a beautician alien from space. She comes and takes over the world or tries to take over the world by making everyone her, like, zombets uh, or, like, Getting like very that. little Shop of Horrors vibes. It yeah, it's kind of like that. It's the it's the shittier. It's the, the shittle little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> Zombies from the Beyond is to Little Shop of Horrors what Sailor Jerry's is to Captain Morgan. <laughs> All right, an obscure liquor reference. I can take it. I can take it. It is show number ten on March sixteenth. Week two is over. How many weeks did the show run? Do you remember? I don't. I feel like you've done better shows for less amount of time. Maybe like four weeks. Okay. You got Chinese food. You know I love to. You're (laughs) annoyed at lead aliens judging me. Parentheses, I'm exhausting. (laughs) Did she say I'm exhausting or is that your commentary on you? Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I could have put that on myself for sure. I don't know. I feel like this is your own commentary. You're exhausted by yourself. I do say that a lot about myself. I am exhausting. I do exhaust myself. Um, excuse me. What? Next line. Hooked up with PP. <laughs> he swallowed <gasps> so hot. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, oh the porn God. journal, boo boo. That is that's some of the most graphic stuff that's ever been written down. I've. <laughs> Like in this I mean, journal, in this journal. <laughs> not in human some history. Some of the most graphic things that ever done. Seen the lot of word. What? <laughs> oh, the improv pipes are a little rusted. It's not the only rusted pipes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's graphic for this journal. I usually, because even when I was talking about Argentina way back in the day, 
You weren't talking about chugging his loads. No, it used to be like X with C, like <laughs> chugging his loads. <laughs> Just almost let that slip by. How um, dare you? No way. Like, I guess we, I did give you some of the more graphic things, but never, never written down. So I'm really feeling brazen. Yeah. Well, you thought it was really hot. I did. I, wow. When he hunger, hunger hippoed you. <gasps> um, Excuse me. <laughs> Is that a thing? I just made it up. I guess so. They're, yeah, and they're eating all that like white pearls. Yeah. Um, pearls are euphemism for cum. Yeah, pearl necklace. Pearl jam. Pearl jam. Gross. That's the band. That's, that's is what, that what that is about? Mm-hmm. No. Pearl jam is cum. Seriously? Let's fact check. <gasps> I'm going to be shook if this is the case. Never, ever thought of that. Uh, according to the internet, they it is a euphemism for semen, but also it's up for debate whether or not Pearl Jam actually intended that meaning behind their name. Yikes. The band. Yeah, it's kind of gross, but here we are. Um, so just to reiterate, you hooked up with Pee Pee and he gobbled your Pearl Jam. Um, oh my and God. Then, uh, do, you think, do you think it's hot? <laughs> Who's this cockney beetle across the table from me all of a sudden? I don't know. An F just came out, so I went with it. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. Is that a thing for you? Do you enjoy? Sure, yeah. I mean, it's hot for every guy, I think. If, so, yeah. I was listening to another gay podcast that I love. I should shout them out, Throwing Shade. I've listened to them for forever, like years and years now. Um, and the it's a, a gay man and a straight woman, and they talk very openly about um, everything, kind of like we do here. But they were both talking about how much they hate swallowing, how they won't do it. They used to do it to, like, so the people they were partnered with thought that they were, like, cool or, you know, like, super sexy or whatever. And both of them, like, disgusting. No, never. I'm not into that. And I I think it's hot when it happens. When it happens to you. Mm-hmm. When someone swallows your load. Stop saying that word. You just mere moments ago <laughs> said load gobbled. I don't like it when you turn the tables. <laughs> but, okay, so we know how you feel when you are on the... um. What end would that be when you were on the giving giving end? Yeah, when I'm bestowing my... <laughs> Yikes. Um, <laughs> but on the other side of that, how do you feel about the taste yourself? Um, I will say that when you are very turned on by someone, it can be a very sexy, intimate thing to do. Once you come, everything's a little less sexy. So like, if you're going to swallow a load, you better not have come yourself first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will second to that. Um, final line of this entry is wonder what's up with the boyfriend yeah you could have maybe had that conversation um yeah i don't i feel like it was just kind of circumvented yeah okay um okay march 17th didn't do shit (laughs) didn't do shit (laughs) yeah left house to buy boxed wine (laughs) should spend less money uh watched lots of breaking bad clean kitchen did some laundry another day off tomorrow great sounds like a great day honestly seriously laundry breaking bed yeah breaking bad boxed wine i so look forward to a day of no requirements just like get some chores done and fucking chill oh it's so nice um march 18th insanity workout almost vomited needed it (laughs) (laughs) pp came over and we started to hook up until lead alien interrupted I kind of I had the feeling she knew what was up and was like being annoying on purpose. Yeah, you had a curtain for a door. <laughs> Obviously, you oh, yeah. also knew that she was hooking up with her Tinder date. So that's true. That's true. Uh, Since one of you cared what your roommates thought about you, <laughs> I do care. I you know I care what people think about me. That's fair. I 
Although I don't know if she was like trying to interrupt her or if she was just like bored also because it was a days off and nothing to do. And she's like, get that dick out of your hand. Come play with me. <laughs> yes. Get your dick out of that hand and come play with me. <laughs> Direct quote. Um, you watched Into the Woods. Need to start learning Muse of Muse. ASAP. Oh, yeah. I need, to, I need to learn that show that I'm understudying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Two full days off and you didn't do anything, including learn the music for a show that you're getting paid to understudy. Wow, that was a lot of material. Cause, so I have this show and then I already have the script as well for that Bacharach show I had mentioned uh-huh. earlier. Uh, wow. Hold on. Speaking of too much material, very next day, March 19th, you got offered Hands on a Hard Body. Really lovely theater. I love these people in upstate New York. March 20th, you accepted Hands on a Hard Body. You're excited for it. Can you say a little bit about that show? I keep saying the words hands on a hard body. Know, it sounds very, crazy. It does. It, the hard body is a truck. Uh-huh. It's a, the whole show is a competition. Um, it's one of those, whoever leaves their hand on the car longest gets to keep the car. That's all. Okay. Um, show number 12 went well. Insanity workout and Brett's mic and cheese. Oh, mac and cheese. You dotted your A. Um <laughs> <laughs> As you do. Uh-huh. You're really into the insanity workouts. You love you some Shanti, huh? Yeah, I do love Shanti. I've said this before. He's my favorite of the mm-hmm. workout gurus. And he's gay. It's great. <laughs> is he? Are you kidding? Oh, yeah, he is. I completely forgot about that. Hot-ass gay man. That's a, a win for our team. Uh, March 21st. Woke up early-ish. Listened and read half of Musical of Musicals. Um, insanity and Laundry. Really enjoy kissing pee-pee. <laughs> It's the nickname that keeps giving. <laughs> uh, really tickles. enjoy kissing pee pee. Have you Girl, ever kissed a penis? Uh, of course. Like a little. Yeah. <laughs> what inspires us to kiss a peepus? <laughs> a peepus. <laughs> You've been talking too much today. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you really enjoy kissing pee pee. Mom and dad coming tomorrow. I don't love that I followed that sentence with that sentence. <laughs> yeah, and actually, it's, there's no punctuation, so it says, really enjoy kissing pee-pee mom and dad coming tomorrow. <laughs> show number 13, going solid. Cool. Great. Happy the show's going well. It's not always the case. Yeah. Um. Oh, mom, dad, and Weibo came the next day. Weibo. It's they, really hard to get Weibo out of the house. That's uh, a miracle. Oh, great. They pried her out. Um. They loved show 14. You ate La Stella. Oh, Pee-pee slept over, and we had S-E-X, then hooked up again in the morning. What does that stand for? <gasps> I'll never tell. <laughs> okay, tell me everything. Uh, I was topping for this gentleman. Okay. I will say he was like a voracious bottom. So voracious. Okay. Was he hungry for your D? I would say he was like really ready to get it in. Uh, um, but also... Is he cute? Really cute. Okay. And like huge pecs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like... Titty fucking... Did not titty fuck him. Yeah, it was hot. Um, I think we probably had a hard time uh, doing it with no door. Um, Couldn't have been that hard since you hooked up again in the morning. Where did his boyfriend think he was if he lived locally? <laughs> do not understand. Yikes. Don't know. Um, I don't know what he said to him either. Like, do you think he went home after and was like, <laughs> and hooked up with a boyfriend? Uh, I don't know. Oh. Maybe his boyfriend knew. Maybe they had an arrangement and you just didn't know about it. I hope so. You probably should have had that conversation at the upfront, but Maybe. there's nothing yeah, to yeah, do yeah, about yeah, it no. now. We did. We did have that conversation. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, See, right was, through you. Don't have too much to say. It was just really, really good. And it had been a long time because the last one was Argentina, I believe. All right. Any, any other specifics to add or are you going to leave the rest up to our imagination and our <laughs> sex dreams? <laughs> sex dreams. <laughs> 
Um, I will say he is just virile. Is that the word I want to use? He's he was a fully full of sexual energy. Young, dumb, and full of cum. Oh. He had. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I wasn't. Yeah, you know what? He kind of was that. <laughs> <laughs> now like, that I think about it, um, he was a couple of years younger than me, and he just like he came a lot. It came so much, and like you have to take a little shower. I go get you a towel. <laughs> yeah, we did. Also, it was Connecticut in this like old decrepit house. So I remember the uh, shower took like twenty minutes to get warm, and you couldn't go in a cold shower. And so oh. two of us just like sitting there, filthy, waiting for the shower to happen, and just waiting with roommates around. I don't know. It's very covered and come. Very intimate. <laughs> it's a very young person's situation to be in. Yikes. Okay. Uh, congratulations for getting it in. Wait. So I messing around with pee pee, and my parents. <laughs> <laughs> had just seen the show. They came all the way in from out of town. Where I wonder where they are. I'm obviously not hanging out with them. I hope I'm not hanging out with them. They're just waiting in the kitchen. But they weren't staying at your place. <laughs> I'll be right out. Also, really glad your parents weren't staying in your apartment with no doors. No. Uh, yeah. Maybe they went home the same day. I don't know. Weird. Do you ever? It's weird to think about in general. Just like hooking up with parents nearby, being in proximity to them. When you, yeah. We just talked about this. You don't. Uh, you said, like, when you're visiting family for holidays and stuff, sex is the last thing on your mind. Yeah, it is the last thing on my mind. Uh, I haven't, I mean, not since I was a kid have I hooked up in proximity to my parents. A kid, like a high school kid. Hmm. Um, Wait. Be- before I came out, they had no qualms with me, qualms with me uh, having sleepovers with my guy friends. <laughs> of there, course. There was a very specific moment that i remember when i was 16 um one of the gayer moments of my existence um my first boyfriend in high school we had since broken up he was very fickle um and i went to italy for the summer and i came back and he had found someone else and we were just like okay we're just gonna be friends broke my heart but then we were like fast friends and it was okay um however we were hanging out one night and he was gonna spend the night at my house and uh we were like laying in my bed, like kind of cuddling, watching TV. I just remember looking over at him and going, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And he goes, random noncommittal birthday sex because it was his birthday. And I was like, yep. Wow. And so specific. it was so we were both just like into it. But like, no. so for the longest time, random noncommittal birthday sex was a huge joke with us. But we put on the Britney Spears uh me against the music album just wanted to make it a little gayer yeah gayer we both were so into that album right then and i remember i think toxic was track six and when toxic came on we loved it so much i hit repeat on my boombox and when we were done and by done i mean like wrung out like sponges listening there i was like what time is it and we looked over and it had been like three hours that had you passed fucked for three hours and like intercourse and I, but like flip-flop and like everything wow, wow. and just like could not get our like it was like the lusty the lustiness of youth just really <laughs> took over but toxic had been on repeat for like three hours your parents are in the house yeah fast asleep down the hall fast asleep to the tunes of toxic oh my god i can only imagine what that bedroom smelled like Ew, Two like sweaty uh, young spunk <laughs> i hate that word <laughs> spunk of some young guy um it was so we were just uh absolutely wrung out um but you gotta stop saying wrung out <laughs> i just mean like a sponge you know um yeah, yeah i get it <laughs> we were spent and then i remember the next morning i think i had to go to church with my parents um he, church after he feels... went home and i was just like so tired I'm like oh god 
smelling my upper lip. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Just kidding about that part. Your parents made no comments about the toxic all night? They it, Apparently, we kept it quiet enough they didn't hear it. It was like down the hall and around the corner. So. Wow, but you have to be aware they're there. It's always that thought I, in the back of your mind. So reckless. So reckless. I had like homophobic conservative parents parents who would have sent you to fucking conversion therapy and had they knocked on the door been like why are you playing music there's no way i would have been able to scramble and convince the room (laughs) convince them that nothing untoward was going on you're welcome (laughs) was it worth it because it sounded like oh my god yeah it was it was an amazing story i just look back on my youth and all the secrets that i was keeping from my family and just running around and exhausting myself by leading two lives at Mm -hmm. the same time being so closeted to them and so out to my friends and like you know walking this weird line between two worlds and i think like it's shocking that i never got caught in a more compromising position um and it's also it's crazy that i wasn't ever like it was crazy that i was able to keep up that illusion for them for so long they were very willing to be lied to does that make sense they wanted to believe what they wanted to believe so that's it had they been more um had they been more incredulous about my trustworthiness as a teenager (laughs) they would have been able to poke holes in every story i told them um but i just i I didn't know what to do other than just like lead one life in front of them and then like be myself in front of other people sounds like a lot of stress to me but obviously you got most of that out in that (laughs) evening (laughs) It, it honestly just exhausts me to even think about um but you know that's what teenagers are good for they've got energy for everything especially their hot best friends (laughs) march 23rd show number 15 then pp drove us to new haven uh nyc to stay with michaela alphabet city what were you doing in alphabet city uh that's where her apartment was at this point oh gotcha okay um on the 24th you went to a camelot audition you saw a whole... Why? Wh- <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. The Isn't worst. that the second time you've auditioned for Camelot? No, the first one was my high school story where... Oh, uh, you were in it? Yeah. <laughs> Although, to be fair, it did, it did give us the lusty month of May, and it is sounding like the lusty month of March. Thanks, PP. Yeah. <laughs> Praise be to PP. <laughs> um, <laughs> you saw a bunch of friends. Um doesn't matter uh you went to blockheads with jake and sam love blockheads you went to vinyl with michaela vinyl um (laughs) just eating my way through new york oh um okay speaking of lusty month of march i'm most interested in this last bit you had drinks at quinn's then went home with i'm gonna call him the otter you just fooled around a little bit i'm sorry two days ago you were wrapped in the arms of pp and today you're hooking up with the otter oh. i acted weird but i think he is lovely i forgot this was all wrapped up in the same time my god yeah, god th- i had a much more exciting youth what is happening you nowadays you sure did you thirsty cum yes. slut <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um okay so this is i was so so charmed by this man he is beautiful like one of the most beautiful people I know in real life. Can attest. You just showed me a picture and I'm I'm drooling. Um, and I showed you a picture from his fucking Wikipedia and <laughs> I didn't realize. Remember earlier on you called me a star fucker? Mm-hmm. This is like the prime example. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's 
He's pretty up there. Um, I wish we could say more, but we can't. Anywho, um, he. So we're. You at- said that wrong. Whoozlebees. Any Whoozlebees. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we're at this bar with Michaela. It's Michaela's old um, college class. Okay. And they're doing a showcase. So we watch the showcase, and then we go to go out to a bar afterward. And I remember being like in a circle with um, this guy, the otter, and a few other people. And I don't know how it happened, but the otter goes, he, he just was talking to someone and said, like, if I wanted to be really bold and just like, I don't know, take Mike, for example. And he grabbed my face, literally like came right up to me, put my face in between his two hands, pulled me in and gave me like a slow, passionate, wonderful kiss. In front of a bunch of people? Yeah. Oh my God. And, I, and he was like, I, we had been a little flirty before uh-huh. that, but like not terribly. Like that was a bold move and he was right to do it because <sighs> I was there for it. Oh my God. That's so hot. It was so hot. I was like, <gasps> I, I think I was literally speechless. <laughs> <laughs> it was r- really nice. Really, really nice. And uh, then a strange series of events occurred. <laughs> Uh, I am on the subway platform with Michaela, the otter, and the otter's friend, who I later learned the two of them were like best friends who like hooked up and kind of had a weird relationship of like a weird, complicated relationships Mm -hmm. and young gay men. (laughs) It's like nothing we've ever covered (laughs) on this podcast. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) So the four of us are there. The friend just like vanishes and we're like, okay, that was weird. I guess he was over our flirtiness or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. And Michaela was trying to figure out what I wanted because, you know, I'm insufferable. And I was like, <laughs> it had been a long day in New York. I didn't feel like my cutest. And so she's like, do you want me to like make up an excuse for you not to go? Do you want to go or do you not want to? How do you want to? What a wingman she is. She, Sorry, what a wingwoman she is. Yeah, she was a lovely wingwoman. So uh, the trains are coming in New York. You don't want to miss a train at this time of night or you're going to be waiting for another fucking half an hour. Uh-huh. So Michaela and the otter are both walking opposite to opposite platforms to get the train. And I literally was like... A dog trying to decide who his owner oh was. Oh, my God. Um, Mike, so go. Chase the D. I, I did. I went with the otter. Okay. I'm glad I did. And in hindsight, like, this man was bold enough to grab my face. Like, go with this man. He's yeah, into it. Yeah. Um, the, the signs are clear. They were clear. So I go with him and we end up on the uh, train and we're, like, making out the whole time being that very annoying couple on uh-huh. a couple. Okay. <laughs> in this, in my 10-minute relationship. <laughs> uh, you were a couple for all intents and purposes. You're making out on a train. Gross. Yeah, and it was late at night. Oh, God, he was so hot. Uh-huh. Um, there, I mean, there's something beautiful and young about that. Like, just, like, mm-hmm. couldn't keep your hands off each other. That's great. He, so I didn't realize, the friend that had vanished earlier, we found out later, was on that same, uh, in that same car on the train. Oh, gross. How he, did you feel? find that out? I think he let um the otter no some okay. i forget how but he watched us the whole time and his heart was just breaking during all that which oh, is oh yikes so but that's not super not your fault no but. that i f- i feel a little less guilt about that than i do about my situation in connecticut yeah. um <laughs> which is also still present at the moment uh-huh so yeah, you're just on a quick break from connecticut <laughs> um we go back to his apartment and he was sharing a room and a bunk bed with someone so obviously his career hadn't taken off yet so many young actors yeah living on top of each other Uh, i don't think we did too too much oh no we definitely didn't because he he had a rare gem um for a young american boy a beautiful uncut cock uh nothing wrong with that no everything is right with that Uh i was really into it um but he was a little strange about it like i don't really know what the problem was but he had some kind of like I couldn't do too, too much. Uh-huh. So we mostly just like rolled around and made out. And honestly, that was, 
hot enough. I was really, I was there for it. I think I said I was awkward. I didn't know him well. I couldn't decide which, you know, train to take. And so I just yeah. was a little strange, but I'm very glad I went and had that moment. Love that you came into the city, saw all your friends and caught just a little bit of D. Um, you know, you said that it was after a long New York day and you didn't feel your sexiest or whatever. Um, and like going back to hang out with him, I would say, you know, as a 30 year old, I would encourage you <laughs> to have the discussion. Like if, if you're ever with someone in that, in a similar situation, be like, I want to come home with you, but I, I'm going to take a shower first. So I feel like super sexy. If you're to the point where you're going to go home with someone, you're probably going to see the inside of that shower at some point. So just ask to do it up front. That's okay. That's true. I'm actually fast forward a few years in the journal. I end up in a hotel room with a different guy. Who, uh, and this hotel room was really cool, but didn't have a door on the bathroom. <laughs> and so, so I did some of the strength. I was like, hi, I'm going to need you to leave for, I don't know, 50 minutes. And he would graciously did. And I had no problem just being like, this is what I need right uh-huh. now. <laughs> it ain't going to happen unless unless you give me a few moments of privacy. Yikes. What kind of fucking hotel doesn't put a damn door on the bathroom? I have been in a couple of them uh, where there's like a barn door on the bathroom. Mm. Uh, not enough. No, it's not enough because they don't seal. Mm-hmm. I was in one with my friend Ciara uh, last year on a on a ski trip and I was like, I'm really sorry. I'm going to have to poop in this bathroom with this barn door where there's gaps all around it. So if you want to leave the room, that's fine. If not, we're about to get a lot closer. <laughs> um, I think she stayed in the room, honestly. <laughs> she was like, I don't fucking care. Do what you need to do. That makes sense. You've described her as a friend like I am to you. Oh, and yeah. You yeah. and I have a very open poop relationship. No. You pooped no on me earlier today. I just, <laughs> I just don't want to smell it if I can help it. But, you know, light a match. Can't always help <laughs> Uh, usually when Mike's here, it just smells like someone lit a turd on fire in my house. Isn't that nice? <laughs> in that nice. <laughs> That's why my mom says anytime there's anything um, untoward, we tell her. She's like, she'll never scold us as a parent anymore. Uh-huh. It's always just like a, isn't that nice? Like, <laughs> if I'm like, oh yeah, I was just, I got rip roaring high with someone. Isn't that nice? <laughs> I love it. Uh, Peter's mom always, if any of her kids curse and she's not like ready for it or whatever she goes nice mouth (laughs) you made it (laughs) uh it's funny uh i feel like she probably wants to say that to me a lot but i'm not her kid so she doesn't scold me for my my potty mouth (laughs) um march 25th woke up in washington heights at the otter's house crazy how that works when you spend the night (laughs) he's cute period um oh if i wrote he's what He's Sorry. cute, gross? No, I, the next line is gross. Oh, um, I think if I wrote he's cute with a period, there's a period in there? Yeah. It's like a very specific Mike thing to do. Like I really, a short sentence that's very specific uh-huh. means I'm feeling away. Oh, really? I think so. He's okay. cute, period. Like I have more to say, but I don't know how to articulate it. Okay. That's good to know. Thank you for letting me read between the lines. Um, what I said ooh about was that you helped Michaela move to 46th Street that day. Boy fucking did I. <laughs> this is such a fucking new yorker thing it's like everyone helps everyone move constantly it's so much you know what's gonna be great about your 40s all your friends are gonna have money enough to hire movers (laughs) last time i moved i got a mover too so we still ended up moving a lot of shit how the fuck did that work out that took my money and didn't move it it's because you're paying by the hour and you don't want to pay more i've i've also done that Like, oh, the movers are here. Great. Can't wait to help them. They're just extra hands. I'm not going to sit around and not work while they do. So um, this time, Michaela's moving from Alphabet City to um, Midtown, basically. She's going to move to Hell's Kitchen. This apartment Uh had a great location. But 
um, she had this set of weights that she's been <laughs> fucking carrying around with her. I think she got them on Craigslist. It's those uh, portable is not a great word for weights. Like adjustable hand weights. Adjustable weights. Yeah. Yes, they're like fifty-five pounds ish mm-hmm. or whatever. <laughs> you I are shooting daggers right now. How much do you hate these weights? I have moved these weights four times. <laughs> And every single time was upstairs with no elevator, including this time here. This is the first time, I think. Uh, Heinous. I can't believe I still have a functional back. Also, <laughs> they're 55 pounds. It's not like it was, oh, I don't know, a hundred pound dresser. Okay. Would you go ahead and look through for all the times I've been to the gym just to see if this makes any sense to you? It's a lot of weight for someone who doesn't work out. Remember I almost threw up at Insanity two days ago? I do remember that. Yeah. Anyway, I carried these fucking weights um, and it was a little foreshadowing for the, the shit show of moving from this apartment in like two years. But we'll get there when we get there. I am baffled by the decision that you made to leave Connecticut on your two days off, do a whirlwind tour, grab a little dick, and then help Michaela move. <laughs> and that's all I did. Just a little grab. <laughs> And then help Michaela move. You're like, oh, sure, I'll come back to the city to do the world's worst job for you. Yeah, you know what? It makes sense because I said, what, a few days ago I was bored and had nothing to do. So yeah. I must have been like, well, I got – although I have three fucking shows to learn, so maybe I should do that. Yeah, you still haven't really learned the mu- – <laughs> at all learned the music for the show that you're understudying. I believe I said I read the first half of it. I you haven't read even read the whole yeah. thing. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to throttle you. I am not a violent person. Punch you right in the dick. Choke the 23-year-old. Threaten to fist those I love. G punch her right in the pussy. I want to throttle you. Um, you had amazing Thai at Yum Yum for $8 each. I love Yum Yum. They're a staple in Hell's Kitchen. Okay. Um, then you took a train back to Norwich? Yeah, the place where? That's in Connecticut? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Oh, Michaela came with you. Oh, yeah. And stayed for a while. Uh, she, uh, uh, I think she has nothing going on. Jesus Christ. She moves, and then the <laughs> same day that she moved apartment, she's like, sure, I'll go to Connecticut. I wish you were here. I need I need more answers from young Michaela in this yeah. moment. We'll get her back on for some answers. Yeah, she'll have a lot to say about that otter story, too. Great. Um, She came with me to Connecticut because uh, I think she had nothing else going on at the moment, and uh, then just stayed for like a week. We were like, stay until... Something happens, and so she did, and we had a fun time. Okay. Although I think it's going to limit my sex with PP because Michaela's showing my room. I'm exhausted by the life of a young actor. Reading about it, I want to take a nap. There's so much time on public transit and sharing rooms and less than ideal living situations. I'm not that old, but this makes me feel like a crotchety old man set in his ways. It is such a... uh... There's such a give and take there because there is a lot of that bullshit. There's a lot of sleeping and uncomfortable situations and, uh, you know, making do. But also it comes with a lot of exciting moments. I mean, I can't remember the last time I had an adventure like that. But I also can't remember the last time I've been put out and not had not been able to sleep in a nice bed. Yeah, that's a give and take. Um, also on this train were Michaela and lead alien. And then pee and his boyfriend picked you up from the train station. Mm, You're sweet. still smelling like uncut dick. And you get picked up by your three days ago dick appointment well, from let's the be train clear. station. I owe him nothing. You owe him nothing. We're I, not I, a relationship. I'm not judging you. I'm just saying you were knee deep in mans. It's amazing that you're sowing your oats so much. I'm just giving you a little bit of a hard time because this is the only dick we've talked about in months. And you're getting it all at once. Yeah, sure am. Well, just... not literally, because that would be, you know how I feel about that. It's a little overwhelming. <laughs> okay, so what was it like being in the car with uh, Pee-Pee and Pee-Pee's boyfriend? 
<laughs> you know what? I've been in this position before with B. <laughs> While B and I were messing around, his like kind of half on, half off boyfriend came and stayed with us and I was put out on the couch. Uh, happened with Argentina with his guy who came to visit on the cruise ship. It's going to happen again in the future with on a tour I do with um, a guy. I'm, oh man, I'm a whore. Uh, doing stuff with <laughs> when his boyfriend comes to visit. Yikes. Yeah, so those this is not uncharted territory for uh, me. Okay. I'm not painting myself in a very great light right now, am I? I don't think that it's... I don't think anyone's here to judge your character based on who you were sleeping with. All these guys were willing participants and whether or not... And some were... In situations where that was perfectly acceptable. Yeah. You were just kind of ousted for someone that was higher in the pecking order, which is not a lovely feeling. Yeah. You know what? It is. I, f- I feel like I end up getting more hurt by by wedging myself in between relationships than the relationships ever do. Well. Literally. <gasps> what? What did you just realize? Except for PP and his boyfriend. Every other time that I've been a wedge, those people remained a couple for either got married or remained a couple for a long time afterward. Wow. Okay. Um, so you help relationships. Yeah, You're the relationship whisperer. Uh, March 27th, breakfast with Michaela, then show number 17 while she stayed at home. Skyped kick. So nice having her here. That's lovely to have your friend around. Yeah. Near the end of a contract. It's always kind of like a fun time. Everyone's getting ready to move on. Um, the next day, March 28th, breakfast with Michaela again. Um, and then PP drove her to the train. <laughs> show number 18 um at night you wondered what you were doing with relationships and you also said that you have a crush on the otter uh yeah i think it's just what i just said to you i Mm -hmm. I feel like i often get myself hurt by putting myself in between couples because then you know the person on the outside is the first to go (laughs) like uh I'm not the person that anyone cares about the most in that situation. And it like, it feels you were, you were just being a hot piece. Yeah. I feel, I feel often like I'm a little, um, disposable. Okay. But then you also are not like quick to get deep with guys that you're dating one-on-one that are available in sufferable. (laughs) (laughs) You need to be nicer to yourself. I find you very sufferable. (laughs) So on March 29th, show number 19, amazing private function. Oh, so the theater was like rented out for the show? Yeah, I think I said that they threw some good parties. And I think Lead Aliens Friends are here. It says that very next. Lead Aliens Friends equal great <laughs> they, and good show. Uh, she had a couple queens of best friends come. They were like fancy loud gays. Like, okay. Dressed better than anyone in the audience, like full suits, but like fucking designer clothes, super tailored, like just super, um, I don't know, like fun fashion gaze. Okay. And they were. I'm picturing like Dolce & Gabbana, like tailored suits. Okay. And they were so drunk and. (laughs) At the show? At the show and made it so known in the show. It's a small theater. And they were like, yeah, (laughs) hell yeah, yes. (laughs) 
and they're living because the show is fucking absurd. You saying that it's an absurd show about aliens in a tiny theater makes me think of uh, yet another Friends reference when Joey's doing that play and like. <laughs> It's the worst play anyone's ever seen, and at the end, a uh, a, a ladder comes down gets, like, with Christmas up. lights on it, and he like goes like, up into a UFO. I believe he tells the person that he's going to be gone for like 300 years, but to tell his great 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 granddaughter to so, stick around yeah, or something. Look me up because I'm going to want to meet her. <laughs> seen it too many times. Um, you went out to Chasers after I'm assuming with uh, lead Alien and her BFFs. Mm-hmm. It was a bar. Um, and spilled red wine on a white sweater. So you were a sloppy bitch. I was. Good news is I had a shout pen and uh, got all of the red wine out of my sweater. You I had still- it with you? Or you got home. I think it was like in the car or someone's wow. car. And yeah, I got it all out and I still have that sweater. Wow. Stain, stain free. Not amazing. That is amazing. Red wine's hard to get out. Sure is. I think I got it immediately. Um, On the 30th of March, had brunch at Old Times with uh, lead Aliens friends and watched Harry Potter 7. Any day with Harry Potter is a good day. Couldn't agree more. Um, Just occurs to me. Sorry. Before we move too far on, uh, one of these two fancy gays, um, a spoiler, I will fuck in two years. <laughs> your sex life is so much more interesting in the past um (laughs) truer fucking words cam thanks how did that come about um i ended up living with him for just a few weeks and uh was he also an actor uh singer okay and um it just happened (laughs) one one thing led to another yeah okay was he wearing a beautiful suit when you did it Mm-hmm. I just ripped a hole in the pant. And... Oh, yeah. I've seen porns like that. Ew. <laughs> There's all kinds of like big dudes in suits they rip off. It's a big sex, gay sex porn trope. What? It's a big gay porn trope. Hmm. Um, don't pretend like you haven't seen those. I have. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, March 31st, final day of March 2014. Uh, you were... <laughs> well, <laughs> underwhelming, Ben. <laughs> you worked on familiarizing Bert... Uh, the Burt Bacharach musical, and then relaxing last day off. Well, that brings us to the end of March. That's a logical end to this episode. Uh, we got a lot of juice in this one. You got a lot of juice. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> came across three people I have sex with. I met three people yeah, I have sex with. and you came across three people. <laughs> no, you only came across two, I think. Yeah. Uh, I long for those days, but I guess I can always go to sleep and have moments with Jeremiah Brent. Uh, you sure can. The love of your life. <laughs> It's weird how affectionate I feel for the stranger. <laughs> Can't believe that stuck around all the way through the episode. You never remember what we talked about at the beginning. <laughs> all right, Mike. If people want to find us, or if Peepy wants to find us, if Peepy wants to find more of my best friend's journal, where can he look? <laughs> you know, be, I hate this part. Uh, I'm gonna be really sad when Peepy's no longer a character because I'm having way too much fun with that name. Oh, yeah, Peepy doesn't last very long. <laughs> oh, it's too bad to hear. <laughs> Um, well, you can get us on social media at MBFJ Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, mostly Instagram. Uh, you can also email us at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com or check out our website, mybestfriendsjournal.com, where you can find uh, info about our episodes, merch, and more. Exactly. And as always, if you're new to this or if you haven't yet taken the opportunity, uh, we'd really appreciate you rating, reviewing, and subscribing. All right, Mike. Until next time, always remember... While your flirty, fun flings of youth might be fleeting, (laughs) (laughs) your future holds endless possibilities. Happy 2020. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that was so optimistic of you. We're fucking trying. (laughs)